The Heart of Relationships radio show is copyrighted. No one is to use any part of the show without express written consent from myself, Greg Tosinski, or the Art of Relationships. Thank you. Welcome to the Art of Relationships radio show. Greg welcomes live calls from listeners in helping with numerous marital and relationship problems. There will be no more tit-for-tat arguments. Greg gets to the root of couples' challenges in a rapid, matter-of-fact format, plus applies compassion and humor. Join in discovering how to improve your relationship and your own life. Listen, laugh, and climax. Greg is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan. To others, he's simply known as Detroit's love guru. <laughs> Hey everybody, it's Greg Dzinski, uh, Detroit's Love Guru, licensed professional counselor, and as always, uh, relationship sex specialist here in, well I was downtown Detroit, now out in Southfield, Metro Detroit area, and I want to welcome everybody to the Art of Relationships radio show, and I have a special guest host with me, if she would like to announce her name. My name is Nairi Sanchez, and how is everybody doing tonight? Terrific, and we are going to be talking about, she has a book that is coming out that everybody talks about, and wait during the break, um, I have a favorite song, People Followers of the Show, this is going to be a, uh, it's going to be hilarious because it's from my uh, friend uh, Rev Right Time uh, that toured actually with Stone Temple Pilots nationally back in the 90s, and it's uh Who's Your Daddy is the name of the song, so we're going to play it. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. It's like a blues uh, a funk sound to it, and we're going to play that. Now, how perfect with the topic tonight. We're going to be talking about um, her book. If you want to hold it up, what a, Girls Have Daddy Issues and Boys Have Mommy Issues. So we're going to talk about, of course... Mommy issues, daddy issues, is there merit to it? Uh, can you relate maybe to this topic too? And everybody talks about, you know, we have the cougar issue now out there, the older women with the younger guys, right? Knock yourself out, ladies. Woohoo! And um, no Viagra needed, maybe with the younger bucks. But you look at how many situations, you know, you look at the older gentleman, you know, with the younger woman, and everyone assumes that is appropriate or, oh, my. She must have daddy issues. So we're going to be talking about that tonight. And I'm going to hand it over uh, to her. And we're going to find out maybe a little bit about what is in her book. So, Nairi, take it over. Give me the premise about what's in your book. We're, we're, first of all, I want to know, tell the listeners, viewers out there, where did you come up with this idea for, you know, everybody talks about it. It's been a popular thing ever since beginning of time. But where did you, where was your passion for the book that came from with uh, Mommy and Daddy Issues? Um, it was my own inner issues that I had to figure out. I was getting in relationships with guys that I could not fall in love with. And I couldn't connect with them emotionally. Um, I would basically get with get in relationships with men of they didn't have good character but I didn't know what character was I didn't know what I was looking for in a relationship and I figured out what I was looking for was an emotional attachment so I had a relationship last year I was married that marriage lasted less than six weeks now 
was this less than six weeks? Yes. I had a best friend. I was 19 years old. I was best man for his wedding. That marriage lasted uh, six months. So six, and I know I've worked with people that have six weeks, a month, right. whatever. Now, to throw in the mommy-daddy issues, did age have a bearing on that? Was she older, younger, about the same age? It's the, the age, we were the same age. The age wasn't the issue. The issue is he had a meddling mother that he did not know how to separate himself from her control and having a wife. Ooh, and how many issues do we have that were... The, if you want to say, you know, the original family aspects to where, you know what, the family origin is usually what I say. Family origin comes up and they meddle. It could be mom, it could be the husband's mom or their best close with the wife or girlfriend's mom and they meddle. You need to do this, you need to do that. And I tell people all the time, and you've heard this, you know, viewers, listeners that follow the show for a while and me, that, you know what, you need to keep that separate. You need to set those boundaries and you need to make that relationship number one issue. Now, yeah, it does take time. It's not one day we're in a relationship and, you know what, we're number one, everyone right. else. It takes time to build that up. But when it's cemented, you need to have that. So it's exactly. very difficult for him. And now, how would you relate that to mommy issues? Ah. Well, because he didn't know how to separate his relationship with his mother to the relationship with his wife. And these two okay. don't coexist. So by her meddling, and, and in my book I talk about uh, how a boy's first emotional attachment is to his mother. So as a mother, I'm a mother myself. Yes. So, you know, we... Or a mother figure. Exactly. So we know that our influences, especially on our sons, are very, very strong. And sometimes it can turn abusive if we try to cramp their growth as men and won't let them grow or we interfere and try to control how they, uh, what they do in relationships or how they deal with their wives. And it's, it's just, it doesn't, it shouldn't coexist in the same lane. And when it does, there's an issue because I don't feel like any man should feel that they're in the middle of their mother and their wife. Absolutely, I agree. And a lot of issues, if you look at, a lot of issues, you know, dealing with couples, oh my God, over, a ton of years I've been doing this you know you look at how many they enter they interfere with that and that's a big right. issue and a lot of times and you have it's that uh, what do I call it's almost a, it's an emotional pull and I relate it to being loyal and they look at you know what I, I have to be loyal to my mom say or my dad it does you know does, or grandmother aunt, whoever raised you like you said the maternal figure right and you look at the situation to where you know what how how do you separate that loyalty? They've been my mom my whole life, been there for me, whatever. Right. But if there's no give and take and no balance. Exactly. Six and weeks later. That's what the chaos, <laughs> it causes chaos, you know. From my experiences, Greg, you know, and I don't, I don't assume that everybody has the same experience. I no, know that right. you know, Good. Good different point. people can relate to different things. Some people will agree, some people will disagree. And my own personal experiences and observations of what I've seen in other relationships you know, when you have a mother that tends to meddle and control, it's sometimes due to her own lack of emotional connection to a man. Absolutely. You know, a lot of times they don't have a man of their own, or if they do have a man of their own, they're not emotionally bonded the way that they should be. Correct. Because I would never want to see my sons in a relationship and tell them how to be in a relationship. My job was to set an example of how a man should treat a woman by the men that I deal with. 
Absolutely. And a lot of times women bring men into their homes and they're not setting a good example, whether it's the biological father or a stepfather or a boyfriend. Doesn't matter, right. Or an uncle, for that exactly. matter. Exactly. What we really do as mothers, we teach our sons how to treat women based off of how we carry ourselves and what we allow men to do to us. I think that that's a big factor, and I agree with that big time. And I see that a lot where a lot of women, um, you know, you, you look at the situation where I see polar opposites, where... You know, all of a sudden they pay more attention to the boyfriend, you know, especially with kids involved. Yeah. You know, you pay attention with more to the boyfriend, whatever, and you allow that boyfriend, maybe, like you said, even husband, step stepdad or biological fathers in the picture, and you allow that guy to disrespect you, to treat you like shit. Exactly. And what happens is, you know, you're teaching your kids that that's okay. You're not only, you're teaching your boys you know don't ever treat a woman like he treats me it's not what you say it's what you, it's do. What you do it's your expression it's your it's you know your action we tell you know yeah. actions are more powerful than words yes and no how you back that up and I, I get a lot of clients over the years that have issues with that and they have so much resentment build up over the yeah. um, over the years about that and I work on not only you know trying to heal that where they have that power where say their mother whatever father doesn't have that power over them anymore and also how do you incorporate and you have the relationship that you want not how your mother your father wants you to have it. Exactly. You know Greg um, I'm a strong believer that as we become adults what shapes our mentality is our upbringing and our influences as we grow as children. Oh I think they have a huge impact too. Definitely and in my opinion I can speak for me I also believe that it does affect how we thrive in our personal interpersonal romantic relationships. Now the guy that I was married to right. um, his mother allowed men to physically abuse her so uh, they verbally abused her as well and she it's really... It's a shame isn't it? Yeah it, it was more so like he was more neglected while she was kind of more stabilized and trying to figure out her relationships with different men. And as far as I'm concerned, what I experienced in that short period, well, we dated for a year before we got married. We dated. Um, it was when we married is when the other person came out. It's funny. I, <laughs> you brought that up. Last week's show, I put about, you know, giving fully of yourself and personas. How people yeah. present themselves one way, you get married, move in together, all of a sudden they flip the script and they, you're like, they what the taught. hell, man? I talk about that and, yep. and I talk about it. You know, people that are not honest about their lives or themselves and most people, especially I would, I would, I would think for men, it, it's not easy for a man to want to accept negative things about his mother. Just as well as it wouldn't be for a daddy's little girl. I was a daddy's little girl, I just didn't have my daddy. I didn't have my father. Right. I was raised. I was not raised by either one of my parents, so uh, I, I didn't know what character was. I didn't know how to identify with it. How How did that affect you, though? Like you said, to incorporate the mommy daddy issues, yeah. you know, in your book. Oh, I want to give. Oh, before we go on, I forgot. Give us a call. You can uh, give Nairi or myself a call. Three one three six one four nine four nine eight. Again, three one three six one four. 9498. You can also check out my website, theartofrelationships.org. And also, Nairi, where can people find your book, Girls Have Daddy Issues, 
boys have mommy issues. Where it's can they find your book? On Amazon.com, BooksAmillion.com, BarnesandNobles.com, and I'm getting ready to do also a book signing at the Music Hall on the 29th. I'll be a vendor there. Oh, cool! Yeah. Detroit, so, the music hall, yes, Detroit, downtown Detroit. Yes. How'd you get hooked up with that? I didn't even hear about it. You say I get the. <laughs> well, they promoted a lot on Facebook. I come from the karaoke realm, so I used to sing with different bands and musicians, and a lot of us have done that. So, so Nari's gonna sing for us in a no, little no <laughs> for a little bit. I'm like ah, peace out. <laughs> so give us a call. You know, talking about mommy issues, daddy issues, and yeah. I want to talk about you know how do you think. Like you said, how you grew up, how do you think that affected you in looking at the choices you make in men? And also, um, you know, we can look at the choices guys make in women. Yeah. Um, not, not only that, I, I, I don't, you know, it's not man, woman, it's an individual issue. But you can look at it in the gay community and lesbian community and how your family of origin, how you're raised with the issues, you know, without a dad, with a dad, mom, and all this stuff. But I want to know how it affected you Personally. as a woman, as an individual, and looking at what were the type of men that you would pick out in your life. I know, now we're getting let's, real, people. Right, let's, let's go there. Um, growing up as a little girl, I was very emotionally, I had a void. Because I didn't have an emotional connection with anybody because my parents wasn't there. Who, may I ask, who raised you? Um, my grandparents did most of it. Okay. I was in and out of town living with different relatives, and I was also in and out of group homes and things like that, so... Not good. No, it wasn't. Rough. It, it, it wasn't, yeah. I, I did not have... I, I feel like I had a grassroots upbringing because I learned values and morals and self-respect. From what I where? Didn't, from my grandparents, definitely. Now, what did that have to do with as far as... Did you always long to be loved, to be cared yes. for, to be... and I didn't know what it was. To be cling to versus... And did you look like you sold yourself out that you... Like self-respect and self-love, do you feel like that went out the toilet just to have someone pay you attention? Not self-respect. I've always been able to maintain that. Go, girl. And yeah. I've always been able to maintain some self-sense of confidence. And I thank my upbringing for at least that much. What I did lack was the ability to know how to decipher good character from pretense. That's where I was not correlating how to pick a man at because there was no example. Now, my grandfather, he was a very good example. He was a leader. But that wasn't my father. So I didn't have that emotional attachment it, to him. And it all depends. I, I talk to people all the time. It, it depends on age is a big difference. When yeah. you... You know, like you said, going in group homes, you know, raised with grandparents, whatever. It depends on the age of the child. Now, if you, you know, kids get taken away from their parents or whatever, mother, you know, one's a crackhead, one's in prison, whatever. And it depends on the age, I think, that you go into, say, a grandparent, uncle, aunt role. You might miss them, but if they show you from a young, say, it's a big difference, say, going from when you're one, two, three years old, an infant, versus going in in your nine, 10, 11, 12. It's a big difference in how you relate, how you go into that role. Right. And it all depends, what I find, it all depends on how, you know, how close of a bond you have with those people before you are raised by I them, I didn't too. have a bond. I didn't have with the bond I needed. I didn't have that. You know, most fathers, 
they show their daughters how a man is supposed to treat them. And when you don't have that, you create what you think love is. So my issues with relationships, these I've never been in an abusive relationship. Good. But the relationships I did encounter didn't mean no justice either. <laughs> now, Chloe, where did you get, and what, you know, girls have daddy issues and, you know, boys have mommy issues in your book and everything. And you look at, and I, I, you know, like I said, I, I deal with this. This is what I do with relationships and everything too. But I also look at where, where do your definition of love, of healthy love is? And I ask couples all the time, right. what are your expectations for a happy relationship, a happy marriage? And to me, it doesn't, doesn't matter, you know, if you're married or not. Right. Where, where, what are your expectations of a healthy relationship? And it's funny how many couples I get, they, it's like a deer in the headlights. They're like, Huh? They have to think like about I'm it. talking Chinese, you know, right. I'm like, they never, it's whatever. Where did you learn your identity of love then? Well, I'll say this much. I haven't always known what it was, but I've always known what it wasn't. And I know one thing about love that it's not going to tear you down. It's not going to degrade you. It's not going to disrespect you. It's not going to be hateful to you. It's not going to keep you in a dark place. Love is... You hear that, people? Yeah, it's supposed to heal and help you grow. So I've always looked for that in these men that I dealt with, but those weren't the type of men to... They couldn't give me that. They couldn't execute that because they didn't have the character of the type of man that's capable now what, of executing. Now what happens... I'm going to throw a zinger in here. What happens if you get in an argument? All of a sudden you feel like they don't love you? No. Because Ooh. inevitably we're not perfect. So you're going I know to find, that. I know that. There's, <laughs> you know, there are people that you're not going to find a perfect relationship anywhere. And I never look for perfection. I look for consistency in a man. I look for a man's words to match his actions. Sweet. And in the beginning, the relationships I was getting involved in, they would do what they had to do to will me in. But once they figured they got me... Now they're themselves. You know, and people, you know, I hear, I talk about this very thing many times, you know, about people flipping the script. And it ain't just men. No yeah. offense. It's well, women, it's, too. It's women men. flip that script, too. I love sex. I love sex. And what <laughs> happens is you get married, you move in together. What? What? Right. Sex. Ew. You know. You're tired of Whatever. Day. Yeah. Oh, I want to, I'm going to give uh, Nyree a little breather with her, and I'm going to answer a question. Uh, maybe she can help answer this question, too. And I have to update the Facebook and try to look at the discussion and everything, too. From a listener on there, hey, Brenda, what's up? Welcome to the show. I haven't had a chance to look at the discussions yet while i uh, talking with Nyree here. Um, looking at I know it's off topic, which I tell people all the time. It's okay. That's cool. Um, but I think my husband doesn't find me attractive anymore or loves me anymore, and it scares me. I really don't know what to do anymore. What should I do? And it, it, it's very, very difficult. The number one thing is he might be chicken shit. He might be scared to be real with you. You know what? If he doesn't be real with you, you be real with him. You know, are you still, do you love me? Are you in love with me? Are you still attracted to me? And again, even Nairi, we talked about this very thing. It's about the actions. It's not about the words. And you look at, you know what, he might say, yeah, I'm in love with you. I still love you. I'm attracted to you. But if there's no issues or no actions behind that, you know, he's not reaching for you. He's not trying to initiate sex or making love with you or holding you, kissing you, or even talking to you or words of affirmations or compliments. Then you look at, you know what, this is the re these are going on. This is why I feel this way. 
and you wonder, you go with your gut instinct to see if he's just BSing you or if he is coming real with you. Now we can also look at, you know, what he's not getting from you, you know, to look at that aspect, okay? And also, if you feel he's not attracted to you and he thinks everything's fine, is there a medical issue going on? And I've talked about this numerous times about getting on with, um, you know, desire and sexual arousal. You know, is there high blood pressure issue? Medications can kill desire as well. But there's still, um, you know, hopefully affectionate going on. There's loving gestures, if you will, going on, okay? Thyroid issues, diabetes, high blood pressure. Um, there's a lot of issues, you know, estrogen levels, testosterone levels. All these issues come into play as far as killing your desire. Now, if he is not attracted to you anymore and he says, you know what, I'm not attracted to you anymore, it's going to hurt and everything, but do you want to be with somebody that finds you attractive? Would, Nairi, would you want to be with somebody that says, you know what, you don't turn me on. Man, you ugly. She ain't well, ugly. She ain't I've ugly. Had, I've had but, men, like, say small, sarcastic remarks like? to me. Um, you know, there are times when I used to dye my hair. You know, and well, why did I did too, people. <laughs> you know, but I would get complaining. I'm like, well, because I like the color. It shouldn't matter what color I dye my hair. If you have a problem with what I look like, then why are you with me? You know. Oh, so, but hold on. Remember, you talked about flipping the script. You get married and shit changes. Yeah. Now you look one way and you dye your hair another color and you look all funky and stuff. All you know, oh, messed you up. Look good now, now on. you look all messed <laughs> up. Now you're like, he's like, damn. No, you need to like me now. And it's like, that's not how you were. So you flipped a script. It's the same thing. You know, this is a touchy subject. You know, you get involved with somebody, move in with somebody, or marry somebody. All of a sudden, they start going, poof. But I've they changed my white. hair frequently. You know, it, to me, love, it, there's going to, let me just say what I honestly think about that. I don't think that no couple or any couple will be euphratically in love all the time. Right. Because there are going to be things going on with us, things going on with the opposite sex, that sometimes you're just not feeling it, you know. But then you, what you do is, where, where did we start off? How do we get this fire in the flame in the first place? Maybe we're not dating. Maybe we're not having enough fun. Maybe Stella can go get her groove back. Maybe you're not getting your hair done. You know, maybe you're not dressing sexy anymore. Maybe you're not cooking like you Or maybe you changed your hair color. <laughs> oh, put a wig on. <laughs> put a wig on. Hilarious. Hey, she wants me to put a wig put on. Put a wig I look, on when it's time I look to get funny in it, man. I'm going to get some corn rolls and a wig going on right here, man. Or maybe the old 70s bouffant afro. Actually, that might be coming back a little bit. But we look at those aspects are very cool. And we, oh, okay, uh... Nikkei, hey, welcome. Trayva, welcome in the house. Francine, what's up, people? Uh, I haven't had a chance to, you know, look through the discussion board, but we talk about, talk some about age differences. Older women, younger men. Okay, we've, I talked about this before. And you look at, how do you relate this to, you know, do you think that, you know, say, you were talking about this before we went on air, you know, do you have a woman, say, that's 50 years old, that's dating somebody that's 30. I think we're, that was, I might be wrong on the age Yeah, we talked about that. We kind of talked about it. Do you look at that? Do you think they have daddy issues or mommy issues because of the age difference? And everybody yes. talks about, Nairi talks about this. <laughs> yes. Now, I'm going to disagree. I do agree with Nairi. It does happen in some cases. Yeah. Now, I don't think that is a, um, 
I don't think that is a, a majority of the cases. I do think it does issues, and everybody talks about, you know, primarily, you don't see that much about the older women with younger guys. You don't right. hear that much about daddy issues, mommy issues. It's more... People don't talk what, about it's it. more, No, not at all. It, it's weird. So that's great you asked this question, okay? But you look at... Um, you know, you look at the situation, you hear a lot of it with a younger woman, with an older guy, and if you're hot, sexy, you know what, give me a call, three, no, geez. <laughs> so you know what, um, but you look at the situation where they always say, oh, she must have daddy issues. What, is it daddy issues, or is it just a matter of an attraction thing, that there's, it's an emotional bond, and it's one of those things, you can have someone the same age, whatever, and, you know, I talk about this numerous times that you can have a list. Oh, my God, this man, this woman fits, you know, oh, my God, go down the checklist. Everything I want, everything I want, whatever. But the chemistry ain't there. Right. Right? So is it a chemistry thing? Is it a mommy thing or daddy thing? It's an emotional thing. thing. And a lot of times with me, I was younger and I liked older guys. Because I wanted to be treated like a princess. I wanted to be, you know... Um, Are you listening, man? <laughs> I wanted to be catered to. You know, I wanted oh, to feel God. protected. We're going to stop this show right now because I don't <laughs> want women to get the wrong idea. Well, we feel we want to be catered to. We want to feel important. But we want to feel protected. That's we cool. We feel safe. And that's awesome. A but, lot of older men But do you do that, that for the man? Do you make the, the man feel wanted, desired? Well, this is why I think connected. a lot of younger men date older women because they're, they're, they're looking for some kind of emotional security that they may have lacked from their mothers. Maybe it's just maybe sexual experience that they want to knock boots with older women because they sort of got it going on a little bit. Like you said, Stella got a groove going on, literally. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you could correlate <laughs> well, it to that, but from what I've observed, this is just yes. my personal observation that, you know, younger guys... You know, as an older woman, you're going to do things that a younger woman might not be developed to do at that time. Meaning? Um, more See, sophisticated. I'm putting you in the spot. Uh, more stable. More financially stable. Um, oh, you got to bring. You hear that, women? Why do you always go with the money thing about financially stable? Because nobody wants a financially unstable person. And a lot of times in certain generations, it's kind of hard to, like with my generation, a lot of times it's just hard to fluctuate and find that. You, you, it's, it's, it's too many men uh, in my generation, from my community, what I've experienced and observed is just too many men that they're still struggling on how to find stability because they didn't get it from home. You know, and even at the age they what are... If, what if they did get it from home? They didn't. Because when I've met their families, right. I was able to understand I'm why they say, were like they were. Everybody know, I, I throw this out there, and it's not... You know, initially, everybody, I'm not rich by any means, right? In this field, you're not rich by any means. Right. Uh, you know, I was raised, my parents are pretty, I, very, very strict. And, yeah, they've been married for 50 years now. And they are, I mean, phenomenal with mer with money. And they were, you know, they both grew up dirt poor and, you know, about saving and everything else. And then there's me. <laughs> so you look at, you know, I was sort of taught that. I was whatever. So do you look at, when do you look at, is it a personality issue versus how you were raised? Sometimes it can be. For those people who choose to have a good upbringing and just do whatever they want to do, I don't really correlate my observations or my book to them. Meaning? Uh, well, in my book, I talk about who the book is really out to out who I'm dedicating it to and it's more targeted towards people who did not get 
um, the positivity, the support, the love, and the caring that they needed from their parents and the proper influences from their parents and their upbringing, and it affected them as they got older. So you're saying that you think that, they're, like we talked about at the beginning of the show, that their view of love is maybe distorted or maybe exactly because unhealthy? Very unhealthy. And what they do a lot of times, um, we drag our baggage and relationships from these childhood issues and we don't recognize that this is why we cannot find the stability in the relationship that we're in as adults and this is exactly what I talk about there's 15 chapters in the book and my chapters are not encyclopedia long I get straight to the point in each chapter and um, I'm sorry I do have a chapter in my book where I talk about uh, three different types of men Ooh. I talk about the mama's boy I talk about a step up guy and I talk about the step up man now, the step-up guy gives a false appearance that he's stable and consistent and has vision, whereas the step-up man is the one who can execute these things because he has the character. Now, okay, so now you say, oh, we could spend a freaking week on this topic. <laughs> now you say, where does a woman say that she wants to be totally catered to, like you talked about, the princess mode? When she gets, you know, she's very selfish, very me-oriented, very, it's all about her, selfish, arrogant, about her and about her, where would you say that she comes in line with? And it's funny how those people end up with being with a doormat that kiss her ass. Exactly. Or vice versa, right? And that's very unhealthy, and I, I don't want anyone to be a doormat. And right. people listen to me, blog posts. Facebook videos, whatever. Right. I talk about that's very unhealthy. I want you to be able to take a stand. Oh my God, but if I do, they're going to leave me and they're all this. You know what? you got to have self-respect. So what right. would you say about the princess? And I think you want to be the princess, you said. Well, Ooh. not in that aspect, though. Ooh. The princess is just the kind of adoring type of thing. Yes. Not so, well, that's for me. But I do talk about that particular girl in the book. And, and you do have women that they may have had fathers that may have done things for them and spoiled them and they never really had to do a lot for themselves so they look for a, a man to kind of like define themselves and pick them up and do everything for them while they just kind of sit back and be pretty you know <laughs> so that type of woman um that's that that's a very very that's not a, a healthy attitude to have in a relationship i do not agree with that um and i think a lot of that i, I well, what happens if it works for them well, it, it, for Is how that a long? right or wrong? For how long? Because at some point, you know, if you're what getting... What if it works like that? They're happy with that forever. I talk to people well, all the time. Not that it's healthy. <laughs> and who, who's the... You know, I'm professional, licensed, right. all the school and everything. But you look at, um, you know, who defines what's right, what's wrong. You could have right. a doormat and a control freak, and they tend to be great together forever. So you look at when you have the princess, I'm not saying that's healthier. You know, we can look at what's right, what's wrong, and we can get into, you know, the sexual aspects, you know, people that are swingers and all this, who's right, who's wrong, whips and chains, chains and whips excite me by, you know, we can get on the who's right and who's wrong, and, right. you know, we're going to get all subjective. So you look at, you know, how your upbringing affects your life, but do you allow your upbringing and I talk about you know when I did the trauma show uh, I don't know a couple months ago about trauma and not having it have its power over you anymore right. 
that, you know what, what does it do where you take that power away no matter, and what do you do to heal those mommy and daddy issues? And some people, the first step is awareness. Sometimes you don't even know. What do you want? Why do you want it? And then what can you do to self-soothe yourself and to maybe define what is healthy for you and what you'll tolerate, what you won't tolerate? Right. You do have to set boundaries. Um, I think the first step of healing for me was looking at myself because we can always look at, you can get in five relationships and all those men have the same eventuality and you'll say, these men are no good. I hear it all the time, but it's impossible to feel like every man is the same. It's just the ones that you're picking. Why are you picking these type of men? So now it's time for you to do this. You have to look within yourself right. and understand what is it about me that's magnetically attracted to these types of men. What is it? So and then, where did it come from? Exactly. And that's where the mommy daddy issues come from. Exactly. And I, I look at and I tell people all the time and people <laughs> no, I'm you know, down to earth, real, all this crap. So, you know, I tell people, I have a tattoo right here that people see it that says, I want whack chicks, you know, right, right there. And I'm looking at, where the hell do I, you know, what's going on, you know? It's not, you know, forget about, you know, that are maybe needy, that are very, um, all this other aspect. I'm like, damn, what about me that, you right. know, the love I want, the love I get, the love I deserve. Yeah, I'm being selfish, women, damn it. No, but you look at it's got to work both ways. And exactly. Like last week's show when I talked about give fully of yourself, and the issue is, you know, maybe where, you know, the family of origin, mommy, daddy issues that you talked about in your book might come up from, you know what, I'm giving everything whatever, but I'm not getting it back, so why am I tolerating that? Exactly. And what have you found that maybe why people tolerate that? Abusive relationships, getting treated like shit, um, being in unhealthy relationships. Not only that, why do they maintain them? Well, in my opinions and observations, it's because they've been influenced by what they saw, maybe growing up, or if it wasn't in their home, it was with whoever they were living with, or somebody they knew, somebody in their family that they saw tolerating this. I mean, this type of behavior, it's not, it's, it's, it's abnormal to see. Uh, people fighting every day in a household, arguing every day in a household, or to some people that's normal, right? It, it's become normal because this was not that it's healthy, but them. that's what they're used to. If they get used to it, it becomes normalized to them. They don't know any different. They grow up, they get older, they get in relationships, and the relationship isn't normal if the chaos is not there. Correct, absolutely, and, and I agree with that. And Naria is absolutely correct. And you look at the aspect that. Um, Treva, you mentioned what? Oh, I think you meant it must be on your phone or something. Opposites usually attract. I think you put positive or positive usually attract. I think you meant Treva. I think you mentioned um, opposites usually attract. And it's funny how you look at how do opposites attract. And is it something? Nairi's, you know, premises. You know, it might be something that you're missing from your childhood, or even perceptions. And my question, you know, what happens if you're raised, you know, nobody's perfect, but, right. you know, go with me on this, people, that you're raised in, you know, you could maybe without a dad, whatever, but you have a lot of love from your mom, maybe grandparents raised you, there's a lot of love, a lot of support, a lot of nurturing, all this aspect, and you also got your ass beat because you did something wrong. That's right. cool, too, you know. I did. And, you know, we look at, <laughs> yeah, yeah, here, too, that's why I'm bald. But anyways, you look at, you look at the aspect to where, um, you know, 
that, and then you have these people that they end up being maybe addicts. They end up being in unhealthy relationships. And right. you look back, no family is perfect. No family right. or, but you look back and they're pretty, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors. Exactly. But then you look at, um, you know, you know, it's legit. They're decent, nurturing. They'll even tell you that. My parents were pretty good, whatever. I don't know what the hell happened. And I look at, wow, what the hell? And that's I look at personality issues, right. self-concept. And some people, you know, we probably both know that you can be you know, raised with nurturing, all the love and all that stuff, and you still don't feel good about yourself, and you end up with whoever pays you attention. You yeah. love it and you feed off of it. So it's, it's very difficult, and everybody tries to the pigeonhole and isolate this is why exactly right. this happened but Sometimes people mentioned it, just it's have so their different own personal demons yeah it, yeah you know? absolutely every child is different no child is the same but you know the difference she, she's right um, a lot of times opposites do attract and what were where I was very opposite with the men I was attracting is that I had a lot of morals and values that I was raised with and they didn't and this is why I couldn't, we couldn't connect on that level because things that were traditional and family oriented for me they just didn't have it. So you, you, you ask yourself, how and I keep getting caught up with these types of men that they don't have a clue what it is. What it, what, you don't even know what a man is. You don't know what a man's supposed to do. So how am I getting incorporated with and this? And how, how many people you also, oh, I want to, Kristen, you, the call-in number is 313-614-9498. Again, that's 313 614 nine four nine eight okay and it's funny a lot of people you know we talk about social media and i talk about you know everybody talks about and i, I get so many people boyfriends girlfriends whatever husband they air their dirty laundry out on social media which people you know how i feel about that that's a bunch of crap it shouldn't happen okay but you also look at the situation how many people have this expectation because of media and i'm talking Music. I'm talking movies, TV shows. Oh my God! Don't even get me going about the house sluts of Atlanta. I mean, the housewives <laughs> of Atlanta. Um, that I hate Aubrey. I you you look at those, and they're scripted. And a lot of people they look. Oh my God! The and they get the, influenced. The teen moms, whatever, and they're driving around in these Cadillacs and all this stuff, and they're teenagers because they're getting paid to be on this show. And then exactly. you have these t that glamorize it. That's not real life. It's not. And how many people do you think you mix with mommy and daddy issues that Austin, you look at the identity of, you know what, you got this rich star, they have these problems, everybody's got a bunch of money on these shows, they don't, they're not down and out and poor, you know, right. you never hear them talking about money and being poor, they can go out, buy, do whatever they want, and they think that's real life, and you look at, man, I those expectations those are... On those it's men too. Suffer. I don't want to. I'm equal opportunity basher. Well, I've you know kind of got on the men, so I think I need kind of flip mode and talk about the women. I think a lot of those women do suffer from a lot of daddy issues. Do you think they're daddy issues, or do you think they're just they're not daddy issues? And they're just, what if dad was in their life and they were like we talked about? They were spoiled by mom and dad, and all of a sudden they feel like they're entitled. Uh, you know, some women who had their fathers may not have been strong figures. So in that sense, to me, that's still emotional abandonment. Because you can be physically in a home with a child, and you're still not obliging your, yourself to your child's growth. 
But what if you are in your spoil, like we talked about, the spoiled yeah. princess per se, and all of a sudden she throws in this um, attitude where I deserve this because that's what they have. I had a, right. years ago, I haven't talked about this in a long time, people. Um, I had, this was probably 14 years ago, maybe not that long, 10, 10 to 12 years ago. A dad brought his 17-year-old girl, decent dad, whatever. You know, no one's perfect, decent dad. Uh, Mom was working, so he brought 17-year-old girl. He walked by the bedroom. She had two other friends over. They were, you know, all around, you know, juniors, seniors in high school. And they were talking, and his daughter said, you know what, my first marriage I'm going to have is going to be for sex, the second marriage is going to be, you know, to get a, for financial reasons, have a baby, child support, and everything else. And the third one's actually going to be for love. And the dad just, you know, he was like, what the hell? Where did this come from? Seventy already thinking of this. Right. You know, already looking at scheming and all this stuff. Where would that come from? Well... Would it, it come from influence it, it could possibly. Or social media or whatever. It, it could and that's come that from play a role. Yeah, I think a lot of times the various things that influences a person at that young age. Um, TV is so saturated with so much um, that sh I don't think, in my opinion, should be exposed. That young children or young kids or preteens should even be looking at. In my day, this stuff was prohibited. Well, let's, let's be real, Nairi. We know black don't crack, but did they even have shows and TV back when you were younger? No, I'm being, I'm being a smart ass. No. Oh, well, of course Peace. they did. But, you know, it's just it's a different society that we're living in. It's a different time period that we're living in. And you have so many different influences. So when it comes to certain things, I won't strictly put everything on a household, but only to those that it do apply. Because you do have parents that can try to do everything right, and you still have kids that are broken. I agree. That's what I talk about. You can have yeah. people that grow up in, you know, I talked about this a lot, um, previous shows and stuff. You can have somebody that is raised with a crackhead mom, you know, very unstable, unhealthy right. environment. They grow up to be great people, and you can have someone that's freaking born with, you know, Maybe discipline, nurturing parents, good parents, loving. They turn out to be douchebags. Well, see, and, those people, you know, I feel like desperate thing. good things come from desperate places a lot of times. So if a person has gotten in touch with themselves and they realize this is not what I want from me, yeah, you're going to fight and you're going to be strong enough to do and confident enough to get out there and build yourself. Right. And a lot of times parents that are good, sometimes kids don't know how to appreciate that. And sometimes parents can be good to the point where they enable their children and make them lazy. Oh, I oh and trust me. That I big time. You know, we talk about old school versus all these spoiled right. brats nowadays. Yeah. And people know me; I'm politically incorrect, and I talk about these spoiled entitled brats that are raised. Yeah. And that I agree with that. A lot of it stems from the parents in the household. The upbringing. And oh, I'm not going to call out your name, but I want to. I want to give. <laughs> You know what? You're making me blush. By the way, you're very sexy. LOL, smile. Now, are you talking about Nairi being sexy or me being sexy? I think they like the ice I, I don't know. They're talk they didn't say Greg. They just said, by the way, you're very sexy. LOL, smile. You know what? So that could be a group for uh, Nairi going on back and forth there. So I don't know. I don't want to take credit. I'm, uh, no, I think I'm very humble. This. 
hunk of the hunk of chocolate over here. No, I, I'm very, I'm very, I'm very humble, people. But that we'll say that uh, that sexy comment was for Nairi. So we'll talk. Oh, don't you put that on me, um, right? <laughs> and I want to know, you know, we still have a few minutes left, and I want to get at. Oh no, Trayva, lost connection. Damn it! I was so enjoying this show. Sorry, Tracy. Hey, what's up? Uh, that smile, sweet. <laughs> And you look at, hey, Tracy, welcome to the show. Thanks for tuning in. I definitely appreciate it. And all the new listeners or viewers, I should say, on the show. Like I said, the audio, you can listen on Spreaker, tune in. Uh, the show's approved for iHeartRadio, so you can hear it all over the place. Um, and also, you can go on my, you know, my regular page or my business page, Greg Dzinski, The Art of Relationships. Um, it's the same stuff on there. But you go up to more and under the tab more, click on videos, and you can see all the shows on there. But I've been doing the live video shows for probably about five months now. But I have about two, two and a half more years of Strictly the Audio show. And the best um, probably is Spreaker.com. And then search for my name, uh, Greg Dzinski, and that's spelled D-U-D-Z-I-N-S-K-I. Nairi, I want to plug yourself. Do you have a website? Do you have, I'm putting her on the spot. I don't even know this. So if she don't have one, that's her bad. No, but a website. Where can people find you to maybe if they want to talk about or contribute more research or whatever into, you know, daddy issues, mommy issues, where can they find you? Well, I'm on Facebook under my name, Nairi Sanchez, N-Y-E-R-E-E. S-A-N-C-H-E-Z. I'm also on Instagram. All my names are the same. I don't have any aliases on any of my social media sites. I'm also on Twitter. And I'm also on LinkedIn. And your porn name? No, I'm just throwing that. <laughs> Mocha I'm... Chameleon. Oh, Mocha Chameleon. Yeah. Her stripper name, Mocha Chameleon, people. No. My stripper name is, shit, I don't know if I have one. I don't think you want to see me strip. But you look at... The, <laughs> you look at the elements to where... Wouldn't you guys like to see him in leather with a whip? Oh, God. <laughs> you, being the dom? I don't know the submissive role. I might not be that confident about that submissive role, right? Frickin'... You got... Look at this, people. Talking about dominatrix and submissive. Look at them suckers, the man. Spikes? They can kill somebody. Get a whip like that. They can kill somebody. <laughs> Bring the spice back, ladies. <laughs> but um, you know, we're talking with and to get a hold of Nairi too. You can get her spelling. I put it on the Facebook post as well. Um, above, you know, it's below with the flyer. Her flyer is on there with her book and everything else. Uh, check her out, Nairi Sanchez. You know, friend request her on Facebook. Follow her on Instagram. And as always, you can follow me. Share, you know, please share my post. And oh crap, I forgot. Um, I'm giving away three more books. I'm broke, people, and I'm still giving away books. Yeah, I have to pay for them, and I'm paying for postage too. So share the live video, share the video on your Facebook uh, timeline as well, people, to be entered for a chance to win my book. Oh, I almost, I almost got lost. The Relationship Guide, Tools to Ignite Love and Intimacy, okay? Um, yes, there is sexual content in the sexual chapters. I do use everyday adult language in spots, so it is not for children, okay? But it's a way to get you 
emotionally, mentally, physically connected and helping you have the relationship you crave, okay? Um, a huge thank you to Nari Sanchez for joining her book right here. You know what? Girls have daddy issues. Boys have mommy issues. Check it out on Amazon.com. Amazon yep, and books a million. Yes. And Barnes and Nobles as well. See the flyer on the post below this video as well, people. Check her out. Friend request her. Everybody have a good night. Peace, love to everybody out there. I hope everybody is uh, has a great night. And as always, happy hump night, people. Happy hump Peace. night. Peace. Ah. Peace. <laughs> Take care.